Spring turkey season is upon us, and don't be caught out in the woods without having Onyx Hunt on your phone. One feature Onyx has that is often overlooked for turkey hunting is their recent imagery filter with their elite memberships. This imagery is updated week to week, and it comes in extremely handy, especially when you're trying to find these gobble zones where these turkeys will go out in a high spot on a fresh clear cut and strut around all day long. Actually, I was just looking at on Onyx where, where the timber company just came into Andrew's club and did a very small clear cut along this creek, and I can see the high spots on the topographical map, but also I can see exactly where they mulch, and those are going to be hot spots for finding gobblers, especially mid-morning after they get off their hens, getting up on these little high spots in this fresh, small clear cut along the creek and strutting and gobbling all day long. If you want to give Onyx a try, you can actually download it for free, try it for seven days, and if you decide to purchase, you can use the promo code SOUTHERN and save on your premium and elite memberships. So go into this turkey season, know where you stand with Onyx. Well, guys, we have some exciting news for you from Vortex about their brand new eyewear, their Banshee and Jackal sunglasses. Me and Andrew have had these for a few weeks now, right before the release, and we've been extremely impressed. They're awesome glasses, guys. And listen, if you're needing some new sunglasses, not only do they have the VIP warranty, but they're tough as crap, guys. Uh, Scratch-resistant eyewear, uh, it's extremely important. And also, they have safety features as well. So when you're out shooting at the range, again, these are rated glasses, so you are going to be more than protected when you're at the range. But they also look fantastic when you're out around town. So right now, Vortex has some special pricing on their website, which is vortexoptics.com for the new eyewear. But also, if you use the code SOUTHERN20, you get to save even more on this special pricing for right now at vortexoptics.com. Again, check out the new eyewear from vortexoptics.com and use the promo code SOUTHERN20 to save on their brand new eyewear. Hey everybody, this is Kyle V, host of the Ozark Podcast. If you like the Southern Outdoorsman Podcast, we have a show for you. We sit down with local outdoorsmen of Arkansas, Missouri, and Oklahoma to talk all things hunting, fishing, conservation, history, and culture in the Ozark Mountains region. Just like the outdoorsmen who live here, we follow the seasons and interview regional experts to discuss the pursuits of hunting turkeys, bears, and whitetail, as well as the science behind their conservation. Join me and my co-host Kyle Plunkett every Wednesday and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Welcome everyone to the first episode of the 2019 Southern Outdoorsman Strut Report. If you're a longtime listener, you already know what the Strut Report is, but we've been adding a lot of new people over the last few weeks, so if you don't know what the Strut Report is, it is basically interviews with guys around the country during turkey season, asking them what's going on in their neck of the woods. So for instance, this week we got Scott Ellis, uh, who many of you probably know from his uh, three Grand National Championships, HuntQuest TV, or the Turkey Tech app. Uh, Scott hunts South Florida, and he has for most of his life for those Osceola turkeys. So, of course, this week we talked to him about Osceolas. Uh, we asked him things like, are they gobbling? Are they hinned up? What calls are working? What tactic led him and his son to killing a bird last week for the youth hunt? And then also uh, we asked him to leave the listeners with a tip if they're uh, going to be setting out for Osceola soon. 
So that's going to be kind of the gist of it as the season goes around. We'll ask kind of those same questions for the duration of the season. Might change the questions up just a little bit depending on what time of year it is and, and as we get suggestions from you guys and everything. But we're really excited to kick this off. This was really well received last year. A lot of people really liked it. So we can't wait to get it started. We've been chomping at the bit. So we're looking forward to it. But with that being said, this year we have decided to partner up with Houndstooth Game Calls. So again, if you listened last year, you probably heard us running our mouths about Houndstooth Game Calls a lot. And uh, so this year we decided to partner up with them. Um, so yeah, the Strut Report is going to be brought to you by Houndstooth Game Calls. So if you haven't already, go check out Houndstooth, specifically the Vixen, because that is like my favorite mouth call that I've ever ran in my life. Uh, I got one last year from my buddy Cy Colley, who you've also probably heard on the podcast. He'll probably be doing a Strut Report soon. Uh, but Cy kept, you know, ranting and raving about that call, so I finally bought one, and I love it. It's an amazing call, amazing mouth call. And I'm a sucker for good mouth calls, dude. I hardly use friction. <laughs> but anyways, enough about that. Let's jump into this interview with Scott. You guys, thank you for listening, and please send us some suggestions on what kind of stuff you want to hear for these interviews. We're just rolling into it. This is the first one of the year. We're only going to be doing more, adding more people, adding different questions. So you guys just let us know what you want to hear, what you think the most you know, uh, useful inf- information will be, and we'll do our best to cover it. But thank you guys for listening. Share this with a friend. And if you're going after an Osceola this weekend, I am jealous. But let's turn it over to Scott. All right, everybody. For the first Strut Report of the Year, I'm here with three-time Grand National Champion and the host of Hunt Quest TV, which you can find on YouTube, Mr. Scott Ellis. Scott, thanks for coming on, man. How are you doing? Good, Andrew. How you doing, brother? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, but not as good as you, considering y'all already <laughs> have killed a bird. It's crazy, ain't it? Last weekend in February, we're on the board. Jake killed his his uh, 13th gobbler last weekend for the South Zone Youth Hunt here in Florida. And um, it's awesome because the week before, we're in Nashville for the big show. And I hate to rub it in people's faces, but I, I love telling them next weekend we're going to be hunting turkeys, and they just shake their head and walk off because they got four foot of snow where they're at and below zero temperatures. And, I, and I'm not picking; I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm jealous of you, and I'm just up here in Alabama. So, right. so we'll start it off. Uh, how how vocal are your birds being? Are they gobbling good? They they did Saturday. We only got to hunt the morning hunt. Um, I caught up a hen that was very vocal. Um, she did a lot of loss yelping, so she was looking for company. So that shows to me that they're definitely broke up, um, not necessarily flocked up with gobblers yet. She was definitely not a harem with gobblers. We did hear a gobbler answer us way off a couple of times. Um, we opted not to move because we had a really good setup due to terrain and due to the traffic and the sign that we had seen. We opted just to stay tight because of birds had been frequenting that area. They had some pictures on trail cams. So we sat up and stayed there, and uh, we never heard those gobblers again. We sat there for three hours, and, and the birds never showed up. That was Saturday morning. We didn't get to hunt Saturday afternoon. Sunday morning, we went to a different piece of property down in Palmdale area, and um, those birds gobbled beautifully. I literally got to the edge of the wood line in heavy fog, um, never been to the place. We had some Google Maps that we were looking at, the terrain features, and the gentleman um, that that took us out and said, this is generally where they roost. I hear them here, I hear them there. 
Um, and I said, well, we need to get across this pasture, which is a cow pasture, which is a lot of, ha- lot of, Flo- a lot of them in Florida. I can't talk. And um, I said, we need to get on the wood line so that way we can at least move down the edge of the wood line if we need to get closer. Well, I ate no, I ate no owl hooted, and before I could finish the owl hoot, the bird hammered 100, 125 yards. So we were in the money right off the bat. Yes, those birds on that second piece of property gobbled fantastically. Awesome. And yeah, they gobbled on the roost. The one bird gobbled well on the ground, but he did have the hands with him. So this bird was particular gobbler was hemmed up. Okay, yeah, and that that's a perfect lead into the next question. So, uh, are you are most of the turkeys that you're seeing flocked up already? Are they hinned up, or or what's going on with them? From on average, I experienced I guess. last weekend that particular gobbler that was gobbling with the most frequency was with hens. That he he hit the ground, you know. I, I uh, greeted him with some fly down, with some tree calls, flew down, did a fly down cackle with my wing. Um, the hens got a little vocal on the limb. He flew down the opposite direction, and I would dare say the hens flew down first in the opposite direction because they didn't want no part of me. And I didn't ever call. I mean, I did a couple sets of tree calls, and then I flew down when it was daylight, mm-hmm. a little bit of fog. Um, but there was two gobblers. There was one gobbler a little bit closer to us, and he didn't gobble as much, but we could clearly identify there was two separate birds, one a little closer to us. The main bird that was gobbling the most flew down with the hens. So I would dare say, yeah, they're, they're pretty much, for the most part, with hens right now. Okay. So coming off of that, uh, you know, y'all just killed that bird. You're talking about that hunt. If you could condense that hunt down to, to one or two tactics that led to that bird being killed, what would you say they were? Number one was patience. Um, from, from all the gobbling that we heard from both the birds, even the bird on the ground, and I actually engaged the hens a few times, um, always key on this. If the hens are not being aggressive, don't be aggressive. Remember, that, that boss hen and that harem is either coy and shy or she's aggressive and dominant. They have two personality traits. The boss hen will. The one that I encountered with the gobbler, she was yelping back to me, so I yelled back to her. We just had a nice civil conversation. I even did some kiki runs and had her keying back to me. And at one point, was starting to close the distance, and then she went quiet, and I never saw her. The other thing that was a key factor was a little bit later in the setup, we knew that other gobbler, and I felt that other gobbler was not with him. And he went quiet when he hit the ground. So, and then I started hearing drumming in the distance. Off and on for 30, 45 minutes, almost an hour, I was hearing that, gr- that bird up drumming. And I'm sitting there saying, guys, are you hearing the drumming? And nobody else was hearing it but me. And I'm going, I'm not hearing things. I've heard this enough in my lifetime to know what that is. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was from a distance. But you could hear the, you know, you could hear the clearly hear it. But it, I could clearly hear it. But it was a way off in the distance. But he was not gobbling at that point. So, <clears throat> Tip number one, I said, let's just be very patient and wait this bird out because I got a feeling he's going to sneak in on us. So um, from there, I did a hen fight with my buddy Colton Cunningham. He and I started doing some hen talk. We started cutting at each other back and forth, and then we ended up doing some excited yelping, just having like a little a little uh, confrontation, if you will, but very excited. That went quiet. I gave it a few minutes. Then I took my tube call, my Ninja tube, by my Woodhaven Ninja tube, and I did some Jake Yelps and some and just some half gobbles. And I did a couple series of that. Went quiet for five minutes. I pulled my Ninja aluminum out, hit it about three licks. Didn't have a mouth call in, mind you. Hit it three or four licks and yelped excited. The bird gobbled. He was like 60 yards behind us. We managed to shift around the trees. Bird came in. Jake made the shot, and and it was epic. I mean, it was it was a clear cut case 
of him sneaking in quietly, but us being patient. And I think the hen fight and I think the Jake gobbles was what pulled him right in the gun range, to be honest with you. He was thinking there was a bunch of Jakes hanging out with these two hot hens he heard, and he couldn't stand it, and he finally showed up. And I think he was definitely the subordinate gobbler. So never fail or never um, never get discouraged, even if their gobblers are with hens, because rest assured, there's going to be subordinates out there that are still looking for hens that don't have hens. And that's the ones that we try to hunt. Those are the easy ones to call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing that jumped out at me is you keep mentioning patience, and that is a word that I think we're going to hear a lot as we keep going through turkey season, interviewing people for the regular podcast, but also the strut report. The word patience, man, that is so important in turkey hunting. So It is. You know, people want to get up. Like like a lot of guys with that other bird gobbling, and he was two or 300 yards away, he would answer me every five or ten minutes, he would answer. Mm-hmm. And... A lot of guys would want to jump up, ease down the wood line, and try to sneak in and get close to that gobbler. Well, I knew there was two there, and I'd obviously been hearing him drumming anyways. So I was just saying, we, we're going to sit here and wait because there's a good chance either I'll strike a conversation with these hens and get them over here, or that bird that we had on the roost gobbling closer to us that didn't gobble as much may show up, which he did. If we'd not remained patient, you know, we might have forced the issue. We could have bumped turkeys um patience i mean great calling is, is everything it's, an, it's 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 very very important in what i do but good setup and we run a great setup we run a little a little cove on the edge of the woods maybe 10 or 15 yards off of this pasture which is awesome setup so that so the gobbler that was hearing the hen could not see the hen because we were hidden up in the wood line plus i also turned away most every time i called even to that gobbler that was still way off and the gobbler that was closer that I heard drumming, I would turn away from the direction the gobblers were facing to throw the sound to make it sound like I was further away than I was. That way, when he did come into that field and happen to take a peek, where he was looking, he could not see the hen where the hen was going to be. He couldn't see her. And that's how I play hide-and-seek, if you will, or, if you will, or hide the hen, which has been very, very effective. But patience also, like you said, just being patient and knowing those birds were using that area. If you got an area, you know that the turkeys are frequenting this whole tight. Try not to get up because a lot of times you're going to end up bumping turkeys you didn't know were there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, about hiding the hen, if anybody is kind of wondering what that is, go back to last year's turkey episodes and find the full episode we did with Scott where he he gave us a full (laughs) rundown on hide the hen, which, man, that was a great episode, and I killed two turkeys after that episode. I appreciate that. That's awesome, brother. Heck yeah. Yes, sir. That's the way I learned to hunt because I don't run decoys. Yeah, yeah. That's the way I have to hunt. Because if you have a visual, you know, you're either going to get the bird to come in on that visual with that beak, especially in an open type scenario, open, open hardwoods, open field, whatever, or you get off of where the gobbler can see the hen, which is what I do on a field, especially I pull in the wood line 10, 15, 20 yards where he cannot see the hen he's hearing. So that makes, that's like cat and mouse. That's curiosity kills the cat because He's hearing her, he's hearing her, he's excited, he's getting more excited, but he can't see her. And he can't. he's looking where he where she is, but he knows he can't see her because he knows right where you're calling from. Mm-hmm. That gobbler can pinpoint it, you know that as well as I do, within 10 feet of where you're sitting there calling. If you're right on the edge of that field in an open area, or you haven't used the terrain on more open timber to hide yourself, then he's going to stand there and look, God, I don't see a hen, he's going to walk off. And if you watch my show Hunt Quest on YouTube... I don't run deeks, as I said, and you'll see almost every turkey that we bring into gun range 
comes in looking. They're not locked in. They're not strutting and they're not in full strut and, and love, you know, with their wings popped out in full mm-hmm. strut. They're, they're not doing that. They're coming in looking because they're trying to pinpoint where they've been hearing that hint. And that's how I learned to turkey hunt in Florida 35 years ago uh, without decoys. So yeah, man. It's, it's a great tactic. I mean, if you're not going to run deeks, it's the way you set up is very, very critical. Great calling is awesome. Good setup is also very, very, very important. Absolutely, man. So if you could leave our listeners who are going to be going down to chase Osceola's here in the next two or three weeks with one tip, what would it be? One tip for Osceola's, when you're calling to them, less is generally more. Um, that said, once you've engaged the gobbler and you've got his attention and he's, and he's coming, don't ever call him. Just give him enough to play cat and mouse, keep him looking, even if you're running decoys, don't overcall that turkey because very often they'll stand out there and they'll look and they'll look for you and then they'll lock up on you. Um, if you're trolling, if you're running and gunning, if you're set up and blind calling, don't be afraid to call. Okay, don't be afraid to try to get their attention. But once you get their attention, scale it back a lot more than you would for Easterns and, and five times as much as you would for Rio or, Mir- or Miriam. They're those birds you can really call to, and you're not going to overcall them. They almost have what I say ADD. The Western birds, the Miriams and the Rios and the Goulds, for that matter, have ADD, in my opinion. If you don't <laughs> keep them interested, they'll walk off. But Easterns and Osceolas, um, I tend to call a lot, lot less than I do the Western birds. So less is more once you've engaged him. Um, but don't be afraid at the same in the same breath. Don't be afraid to call a little bit as you're trying to strike one or you're trolling for one. Mm-hmm. Well, Scott... We appreciate it, man. Where can people find your stuff? Oh, my gosh. Uh, follow me on Instagram. You can just type in Hunt Quest with Scott Ellis or, or Scott underscore C underscore Ellis. Um, I've got a new app out that's fantastic. It's called Turkey Tech with Scott Ellis. It's on the App Store and on Google Play. Uh, great app. Um, it actually has video instruction of me on a mouth call and a pot style call. It has wild turkeys, which is most important. I have audio of wild turkeys. I have audio of myself running the calls, and it has tips that explain the call, when you should use the call, and why turkeys use the call. Plus, it has a recorder built into the app where you can record yourself calling and then loop it with wild turkeys or loop it with me just to make sure you're getting your cadences and your tones right. Um, Outside of that, please find Hunt Quest on YouTube. I'm very proud of the show. It's chronicling good old-fashioned hunting. It's not just turkey hunting. I sprinkle in a couple deer hunts, some hog hunts, a little bit of waterfowl stuff. It's, it's predominantly turkeys, but there's a, you know, we try to run the game and we try to mix it up just a little bit so it's not just turkeys. But right now, everybody's got turkeys on the brain, so basically I'm uploading pretty much turkey episodes from now until I run out of shows, which will be about four more weeks. But um, outside of that, Hunt Quest with Scott Ellis on Facebook. Look me up on Facebook as well. Y'all go ahead and write down the dates, June 28th through June the 30th. Go ahead and just mark those off your calendar so you can be at the Dalton Convention Center in Dalton, Georgia for the 2024 Mobile Hunters Expo. Y'all heard a a ton of content from that expo last year that we posted. Uh, We talked about it a ton. Look, if you're the kind of person that listens to this podcast, this show was literally made for you. It was literally designed 
for you, which means you're going to love it. You know, all the best companies in mobile hunting are going to be there. A lot of the best deer killers in the Southeast are going to be there. A lot of our past podcast guests are going to be there. It's just, it's going to be an incredible event. And hey, if you've been looking to either get into a saddle or maybe a mobile lock-on setup or just a different kind of tree stand setup, I'm telling you, it's worth the investment to go to this show because they're all going to be there and you, you will get to try all of them in person before you buy it. So you don't have to order something online and then wait for it and then try it when it comes in to see if you really like it. You're going to get to go put your hands on everything all in one day, test it all out and figure out exactly what works best for you and have it taken care of before deer season starts. So like I said, go ahead and put it on your calendar, guys. It's a no-brainer. You gotta be at the show. Again, it's Friday, June 28th through Sunday, June 30th in Dalton, Georgia. We absolutely cannot wait to meet you guys there and talk hunting. So we'll see you at the 2024 Mobile Hunters Expo in Dalton, Georgia.